we work really, really hard, many of us work really, really hard on checking off boxes. And what we don't work really hard on is being aware or being authentic or being intentional. And if we did those things, the boxes, like you said, Trevor, will get checked off. Listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm Trevor Elga. And I'm AJ Meyer. And in episode 272, we take a look back at the first three months of 2017, unpacking what's working, what's not, and what's next in our personal and professional lives. From finances to career to relationships, we cover the big and small of our artistic journeys. And as always, don't hold back. Episode 272, stay with us. Support for this episode of Inside Acting is brought to you in part by Rehearsal Pro, the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors, which is now available in the iTunes App Store. I guess that doesn't make it the next version. That makes it the now version. The now version. You want the to learn version. Your, <laughs> you want to learn your lines? You guys know the drill. Be off book for your auditions, explore your character, make stronger choices, and do a bunch of other cool stuff that's coming down the pipe. Go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now and learn all about what this app can do for you and your craft. It is, it is a game changer. It's a new version of rehearsal that's available to you right now inside the iOS, I'm sorry, iTunes app store for your iOS device. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. Hello from San Francisco Bay. That was that was like an amalgamation of like several songs about San Francisco. I don't want anybody <laughs> don't quote me on that melody. Yeah. I was waiting to hear where you were gonna go with it. Keep you guessing. Keep you guessing. So how is it up there? Gorgeous. So apparently, uh, just like with Alaska, I arrived in San Francisco after like several weeks of like downpour and cold weather. And now apparently it's it, it hasn't been like this like all year and it's gorgeous. The weather's amazing. Uh, the show went really well yesterday and uh, got another one tonight and then that's it. So just just two shows up there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because they're not even in the city. One was in um, last night was in San Rafael and the other one's down in Palo Alto. So we're north of the city and then south of the city. So that's kind of why we're staying in the city. Plus our hosts are here. So that is so cool, man. Now, is the theater covering all your travel expenses? Uh, yeah. Awesome. Yes. Round trip flights. Uh, you know, we're staying with our hosts uh-huh. and we got a, a per diem. That is so cool, man. You're a working actor. I am. I am. You I am actually being paid actor. to do this thing called storytelling. That's it's so uh, cool. It's beautiful. Uh, how are things down south? I feel you're so far. You're so far away. That's 70, 72 and sunny, man. You know how it goes. Oh, I see how it every is. day, every single day of the year. Listen to this East Coaster Philly boy missing the seasons. Yeah, I, I, you know, everybody says that, you know, everyone's like, oh, classic East Coast. But you know what? It really does start to sort of wear on you. You start to lose track of time passing when every single day and I'm completely generalizing because not every day is exactly the same. But 
generally speaking, a large, large, large majority of the days here are similar weather-wise. You just kind of forget that, like, it's February or it's July or it's October. And, and, what uh, month is this? It, yeah, you start to just sort of, I don't know, it, it creates a sort of strange experience, at least for me. Uh, this is going to be a terrible segue, but speaking of time, we have a very specific date to announce, very specific announcement to announce here. Do you want to talk about this? Because uh, I know you've been keeping up with the uh, free listening things uh, a little bit closer than I have. Totally. So so those of you who've been listening to the podcast for a while now may remember the interview series we did with Ben Mathis, who's an acting teacher and also the creator and founder or, or whatever of uh, Urban Confessional, which whose sort of flagship thing is, is this thing called free listening. And anybody can do it. And I said on the podcast a while ago that Number one, I felt like we could have just ended the podcast after that interview series because that was just mm. all there was to say. And number two, I think that free listening is probably the best acting class you, you'll ever get, and it's completely free. So the idea, and Ben talks about this in those in that interview, so I'll make sure that we link back to that uh, in the show notes, but the idea is you just go outside to like a busy street corner or something, somewhere, and you hold up a sign that says free listening, and people come along and hopefully uh just start talking to you and your only job is to be a set of compassionate ears for them and just hear their story and it's extremely powerful extremely powerful i know that you were maybe going to talk about the relationships workshop that you did aj during our review uh but i i found that one of the most powerful sort of exercises in the relationship workshop was very much like a listening exercise where mm, you don't yeah. you don't nod or interject your validations or anything when someone is telling you something you just simply be there and be the space for them to sort of speak into and i found that to be one of the most powerful things in the world and and anybody can do this uh, anywhere in the world at any time of course but there is an official free listening day <laughs> coming up in just about a week now it's on april 11th and you can go to urbanconfessional.org slash where hyphen r hyphen u hyphen listening and the, the link to that is on our website but if you'd like to sign up and take part or just learn more about the movement and what ben's philosophy is check it out urbanconfessional.org link to that on our website free listening day april 11th 2017 i hope everybody participates even if it's just a tiny conversation with a coworker uh by the water cooler deciding to consciously come from that place of like i'm here i'm listening to you and I'm not going to give you advice. I'm not going to nod and interject with a story about myself or how the same thing happened to me once. I'm just going to hear you. And like I said, very powerful, world-changing practice and also the best acting class you'll ever take. Mm. So, uh, yeah, April Love 11th, it. 2017, free listening day, urbanconfessional.org. Check it out. And that there's no specific uh, time frame or location or whatever. It's just that's the day that's being dedicated to it. And anyone can sort of sign up and then just go out with a sign and do it somewhere. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. All the details are on the website. So I, I don't want to take up too much time talking about it. But uh, that's the general idea that there's there's Love no it. barrier to entry. Anybody can and and frankly should do this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Great. Um, I also well, I also want to hear about uh, the union event that you attended at SAG after President uh, Gabriel Carteris's house. Just uh, as of this recording, it was yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah, two uh, two days or two ago. days ago. I'm sorry, Saturday. Yeah, um, 
I, I'm a little unclear on how much we can talk about it because it, it was a meeting for their particular slate. Um, and there's a little bit of confusion. We're trying to figure out if we are considered a media outlet that must give uh, equal time to both slates. So if we talk mm-hmm. about one, we have to talk about the other one. So I'm not going to dive into the specific politics, but it was just really cool to be at that event. And more than anything here, actors talk about and be passionate about their the, the way that they're speaking about the union and uh, moving forward and what we are creating as actors. And and also in this time of where in national politics, we have a president or we have an administration <clears throat> and potentially a Congress that is pretty anti-union and that affects us as well. So if there was some kind of change in the labor laws or legislation or whatever that would affect, you know, uh, uh, the entertainment industry as well. So it's just really fascinating time. And, and, um, I am considering throwing my hat into the ring as a, as a delegate to the convention this year. And, uh, and that's some, I don't know, uh, union politics or, or uh, specifically entertainment union politics is not something I had ever considered getting involved with. And, and being there, I was just really inspired to at least know what was going on, to be informed. It's really mm-hmm. what I'm saying. So it was really cool. Yeah. That's cool. So, now, obviously, it was a union event. I know it's a Unite for Strength event. Um, but for our listeners, and frankly, for me as well, can you clarify what exactly a sag after delegate is or, or does? I'll try to be brief. Essentially, every two years, there is a convention that takes place where the constitution of the union gets uh, amended, ratified, uh, like things get added to it, subtracted to it, whatever, it's, et cetera, et cetera. It gets, it gets modified. It's, it's one of the biggest ways that the union and its policies and the negotiating um, power moves forward. Um, and so as a delegate to that convention, you essentially get to vote in those various things. Uh, so there, you vote on things from like, you know, people going into positions to, uh, you know, amendments to the constitution, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the, that's it in brief. There's other responsibilities that a delegate can, um, participate in, but not necessarily, uh, is not necessarily required. The, the, the main requirement, the main commitment is basically those three days. And I believe it's in October this year. Uh, that's, that's the main, uh, commitment. Got it. Okay. Very cool. Well, excited to hear how this uh, unfolds for you. And, and you're right. I didn't think about the idea that we are a, essentially a news outlet. And so we have to be sort of careful about what we endorse and what we don't. Well, I, and that, it may have changed recently. So that's why I'm, I'm, I still, we get to do some research on Jen's working on this. We're doing some research on it to figure out if like we actually, if, if there's certain, you know, we would never like ram politics down somebody's throat, but it's about just being, being you know, being clear that we're um, being fair, essentially. Before we move on to the uh, meat of the episode, so to speak, uh, we do get to hear from our sponsor, other sponsor, Viotagogo.com, which is the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit Viotagogo.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio. That's VO as in voiceover, the number two, gogo.com slash start. So let's jump into this, man. Uh, this is uh, an opportunity for us to get vulnerable every three months, every 25% 
chunk of the year that passes, we get to take some time and and reflect on what's happening and, and kind of pull in the reins and make sure our lives and careers aren't getting away from us and that we're being intentional about what it is that we are doing and speaking into and and being with our time and energy here on this planet. So we both have quite a bit to sort of speak into. Do you have anything that you would like to start off with? Yeah, I, and I noticed, you know, oh, I mean, we talked about this before we started recording that you sort of changed up the format of your review document this year, and I, I, I love it. I was sharing with, for our listeners, I was sharing with Trevor that when I read through this, I actually got <clears throat> pretty emotional because of your vulnerability, and I, I was like, if you could just read this on the air, that would be amazing, but I know that we don't necessarily have time for that. So however you want to sort of break this down, the 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 main concepts and points in this are just, I'm, I'm I feel you dog. I feel you like I'm, I'm, I'm so with you on, on all of this. And I don't know necessarily how to get all of the goodness, how to wring all the goodness out of this. So I'm kind of looking to you to kind of guide me through your document. And then I guess I will do the same with mine. Sure. Well, before we go any further, we should just remind our listeners that, that these documents are available for you to check out. Um, take a look at, uh, if you're a member, they're available inside the membership and, um, I mean, I guess we don't, you, sometimes we post it sort of publicly for any, anybody and everybody to check out. Um, I'm going to restrict mine to the membership just because it is sort of sensitive, uh, this time around. But, you know, if you want to take a look at the actual text of, of how these work, please feel free to log into the membership and do that. But we usually cover sort of a few domains of our lives, you know, career, fitness, finances, relationships, whatever, service, spirituality, education. And uh, we just figure out, we ask ourselves those three questions. What worked this past quarter? What didn't work? And then what are we going to do next with this new information that we've you know reflected on? Uh, I, I changed it up this year. I, I just, I had life changing stuff happen. And, and so I ended up just writing more of kind of like an, a personal essay or manifesto or doctrine or something. So yours is a little bit more bullet point and mine's a little bit more, um, narrative, I guess. Mm, but, um, prose. <laughs> yeah, I, I started off just by letting my word for 2017 guide me. And that word is vulnerability. And, uh, your word is rebirth. And just by looking over both of our documents, it looks like we both move, you know, lived into and breathed into and spoke into and moved into <laughs> our words. I'd like to start with you because you had a lot of things that were working this, this year. Your, your list of what worked is about three times as long as your list of what didn't work. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know that you had some ups and downs this past quarter. I'd love to hear what you found or what you really learned, what those big takeaways were for you. So maybe we can kick off with um, the top bullet point, which is the relationships workshop, which we alluded to earlier. Yeah, well, I, and what I say there is continued continued my work on, on just introspection. I think the biggest, I, I think if there was a word that I was not focused on, but that mm, was a theme for the first quarter was awareness. <clears throat> I have such a new awareness about so many different things, but especially about myself, the way I move through the world and the way that I interact with others. That is, um, it's, it's next level for, for me. And as a result of that, 
I don't know how to say this necessarily. Like, make everything is different. I gave it, I'm making different choices. I'm 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 um, moving through the world differently. I see things differently. You know, you mentioned in your documents like having X-ray glasses on. It, it does sort of feel like that, or or maybe not X-ray, but sort of these glasses that I that I have put on and and sort of see things not through them, but differently mm-hmm. than I than I had before. And awareness and intention are so powerful. And I think at one point in your document, you even say something like intention can be kind of like this double edged sword. And I think what's what's important is that when we make choices, any choice in our life, the more intentional and aware that we can be about what it is that we're actually doing, the better off we're going to be. So, for instance, if I make the choice to, you know, eat a chocolate cake by myself, I know that that is going to affect me in a particular way. It's probably an unhealthy choice and it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be supportive. But <clears throat> there is, in fact, a way of doing that where I go, you know what? I am I am intentionally doing this as opposed to unconsciously just ravenously devouring, you know, a chocolate cake, which is what most people do when they make that kind of unhealthy decision. And the reason I'm speaking the reason I'm spending so much time talking about this is because it was this is the theme of my first quarter was everything was for the most part with with not a, a ton of exceptions. Um, when I went to New York and stuff, I got kind of distracted and things got really busy because I came right back to the show. And then and then it was more of a, OK, I'm just going to work, going to the show, going to work, going to the show that, that those last few weeks of the quarter were kind of nuts. But leading up to that, the awareness was the, the awareness level was so high that everything felt very intentional. Like I'm doing, I'm choosing to do this or I, I just noticed myself doing a, something unconsciously. Mm. And so when I say continued introspection work, that, that relationships workshop, because I was so, and I wrote about this in the blog post that I put in the, in the newsletter that week, one of the reasons that was such a successful, um, forward moving a weekend for me is because of how aware and intentional I was over that weekend. And so when I looked down this list of what worked, it was very much continuing on that theme. You know, um, focus on increasing income, for instance, was another um, intentional thing I did this quarter. I, I've, I've mentioned this on previous episodes, like it felt like, okay, I get to be a big boy now. It is possible for me to make a lot of money and be able to pursue my acting career. Those two things are not diametrically opposed. And that awareness got me, I'm, I'm very close. Uh, I just don't have the official word. It got me very close to this promotion at Apple doing this show, for instance, with the Jewish women's theater, another win for me, I was very aware of the fact that I was telling stories and that that's what I want and love to do is to tell stories and to help others tell their stories. So another aspect of my personality, my vision, my identity coming into focus. As a result, everything just sort of started to, I don't want to say fall into place, but it it made me aware, so aware of, oh, I'm creating new relationships in my, in every audition. Every audition is about creating a relationship and, 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 and being the authentic version of myself and taking care of myself, like finding a chiropractor I put on my list of, of, of what worked. Uh, just being aware of like, you know what? I, I get to not be in pain, like my shoulder and neck and back. Like I get to not that, that I, I can't ignore that and be unconscious about it. So all of these wins are underneath this umbrella of 
awareness and intention. And it's been so huge this quarter um, such that I don't even necessarily feel like I needed to have something like these bullet points. I don't think I don't feel like I needed to have like, oh, this was a win and this was a win and this was a win because everything in awareness and intention is not necessarily a win, but it's effective and forward moving. And that's just how the whole thing felt the whole quarter. It was it was a very different experience than um than i've had in the past i love it man it's it's like it's it's the difference between ways of doing and ways of being ways of being is so much more powerful because when you when you choose to be a certain person the doings just flow automatically you don't have to fight anything it just naturally happens because you are the kind of person that gets things done you are the kind of person that faces down difficult or frightening circumstances well and and then in the in the what didn't work like if i look at what didn't work all of that stuff was a result of a lack of awareness, a lack of focus, a lack of intention. And so it was just the inverse of everything that I just said. So every time I noticed that something like wasn't working or I wasn't, you know, it's like, it's like when we put together these, um, these documents, sometimes we say like, I am committed to doing X, Y, and Z by such and such a date. That's really powerful. Absolutely. Those declarations are extremely powerful. And I think that everybody gets to do that um, so that we can stay motivated or, or, or at least um, keep ourselves sort of on track towards a vision. But if if we're not aware of the why, if we're not intentional about it, or if if a habit, for instance, slips or we don't we're, we're not, you know, uh, keeping up with it. Chances are the why wasn't powerful enough. The intention behind it wasn't powerful enough. And then there's this thing that also happened for, I think, both of us this quarter, Trevor, where we just are like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I'm not going to beat myself up over the fact that like that habit or intention or whatever slipped, but just to once again, be aware of it and not, for instance, I talk about much later in one of the domains I want to focus on this quarter coming up is spiritual domain. Headspace has not been super effective for for me. I'm not gonna blame Headspace. I'm not gonna like be a victim to Headspace for me not meditating. That's on me. That's my my choices that have. But what I can do is figure out if there's something that is uh, gonna resonate with me that is effective for me. I don't know that to me, that's just a different, it might sound like I'm just repeating stuff that we've already talked about for years on the podcast, but it just hit me in a different way these last three months. What you just mentioned about meditation brings to mind something that I read from Tony Robbins recently. And somebody asked him if he meditates in the morning and he went, he was sort of sharing his morning routine or ritual. And, and he said, I'm not interested in, in finding the space between thoughts. Like I'm interested in finding clarity. I'm interested in, in connecting to vision He's like, so I wouldn't say that I meditate. I just give myself, you know, the opportunity to, to seek out clarity. And mm. I think that's a, a key distinction. And it reminds me a little bit of something else I read from Ryan Holiday, who's a speaker and a writer and a devour, devourer of books. And um, he wrote a blog post that I read recently that was about like, don't, like, if you want to be a writer, you're kind of going about it the wrong way. It's like when we apply these labels to things, uh, or we decide that we want to sort of masturbatorily, you know, be something because it feels good. And there's a, an act of writing beautifully that we kind of get off on. 
It's like, that's, that's kind of the wrong approach. And that's not really going to get us anywhere. Like if we like being a writer is the result of having something that you can't not say. And writing is the only way that you can express it. Mm. And I think that there's something in there uh, around what you just said with what you're speaking into with meditation, where it's like, it's not about like, oh, I meditate. It's about like, what am I really after here? It's about that intentionality, being clear on the vision you want to connect to and then finding the way to get there and whatever tool it is that gets you there is the right tool. You asked me a, a few an episode or two ago, I can't remember, you know, what, what kind of tools would you recommend for someone in terms of like getting to know them? Because so, I talked about authenticity. And I, like I said, every time that I noticed these things slipping, it was because I was not aware. So it's not about, it's not about working on the, the doing, like I must meditate every single day. No, it's about figuring out, taking a step back and going like, what has me not taking the time to be intentional, I guess. So it's, it's about the beingness is about, we work really, really hard. Many of us work really, really hard on checking off boxes. And what we don't work really hard on is being aware or being authentic or being intentional. Yeah. And if we did those things, the boxes, like you said, Trevor, will get checked off. Yeah. Because I, I think that it's easy to check off boxes because it's a mindless activity. You think once and then you just create your boxes and then you just turn your brain off and you just follow instructions. And that's that's great. That's actually a big part, a big part of the philosophy behind GTD, GTD getting things yeah. done. Mm-hmm. But but mindfulness is a whole other muscle. It's actually in a different category, I think, where you just have to train mm-hmm. it. You have to train your brain to be tuned in on a more consistent basis. And it's like going to the gym, you know, Andy says it in the headspace journey all the time, training the mind. And, um, it takes more effort. And I think that's why a lot of people don't do it because it's not easy. It's, it's rare because it's, it's the path of greater resistance. Um, but you can get there, you know, it just takes time, just takes focus and commitment. Yeah. Yeah. So, so tell me about your, you know, because we do have some overlap here. Both of us had, you know, some pretty traumatic things happen over the last six months or so. And I'm, I'm curious, I mean, it, there's some overlap there, but there's also some overlap in, in some of the breakthroughs or realizations that we had. Tell me about, you know, if I, like I said, if I had to sum up my quarter, the word would be awareness. I'm not saying you have to narrow it down to a word, but how would you sum up your quarter with the what worked and what didn't work? Um, and, you know, sort of summing up the, 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 the document that you put together. Hmm. Yeah. Um, wow. What, there's a lot here. Um, I'll just go ahead and share this on the show. I, I haven't, I haven't known how to navigate this, uh, sort of publicly. So I've sort of refrained from speaking about it at all, but, yeah. uh, let's see here, four or five weeks ago, my older brother passed away unexpectedly. Uh, and it was pretty, uh, very unexpected and pretty, um, awful (laughs) and, uh, and difficult. And and it's been a, a really odd past few weeks, something that, that has been quite a journey for me. Uh, and I, that's basically what my document is about. I just started, I sat down to write this and I was looking back over the past few months. And of course this event loomed much larger than anything else. And I just ended up, I ended up just sort of writing about this and 
really, I would say, if I had to sort of sum it up, it it it, it came like death in 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 death to the living, not meaning like somebody that dies, but if you if you lose somebody, if you lose a loved one, especially unexpectedly or tragically, or you know, if you didn't have a chance to say goodbye or, or whatever it is. Uh, it really has a way of just bringing perspective in ways that nothing else can. Like all of a sudden, the cold hard reality rushes in of of the fragility of life and what really matters and what and and I'm sure that many people listening have experienced this, but for me, it was just this instant. Like I couldn't turn away from the things that I was habitually doing in my life and the ways I was habitually being both with myself and with other people. And I was like every single thing, it was like a hyper awareness. It was like every, all of a sudden the world was both blandly black and white and also like hyper technicolor at the same time. And you just look at every thing and you just go, why am I doing this? Like, what is the purpose behind this? What is the payoff that I'm getting? Or what is the investment that I'm making? Or what are people around me experiencing when I am this way with them in their world? Yeah. It's like, I mean, you said death, death of the living. It's like having a near death experience. When you hear about people who had like a big car accident or something They you know, they start to question everything about their their lives afterwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Everything comes, it brings, like I said, it brings perspective and clarity, like, like nothing else can. And, and so I've just, I've been, um, navigating this, this, these waters the past few weeks. Uh, it's still really fresh. It was recently, you know, it was a month ago and, um, I haven't known how to do it. And, and a friend called me and said, he reminded me, he said, you know, that there's no right way to do this. Just so you know, <laughs> just don't forget, like you're not doing yeah. it wrong or you're doing it right. If you have a good day one day and the next day you just can't get out of bed. It's like, it's okay. That's, there's no, don't beat yourself up. Like there's no way. So that's, that was actually something I really needed to hear. And that's what it's been. There have been days where I'm like, oh, it, it's over. I'm fine. <laughs> like it doesn't bother me anymore. This is great. I'm, I'm fixed. I'm healed. And then, and then five minutes later, five minutes later, don't talk to me. I don't want to mm. be around anybody. I'm not hungry. You know, like I, I, I just become a nasty person and it's just, there's these subconscious things that are happening. And I, I, I think I just kind of had to learn to let go of the steering wheel and just ride it and just be taken for the ride and, and just not resist that and accept that, uh, that there's a new way to see things. And in that way, you know, my brother's death has been a gift and I've learned to really connect with the intention behind everything that I think, do, and say in my life. And it's been humbling and sobering and empowering and frightening and, and all sorts of things. And what it comes down to for me, and I wrote about this in my document uh, for the quarter, but I, I basically realized that I'm not motivated by money. I never have been. I've always thought there was something wrong with me uh, because a lot of people I know want nice things you know they want the nice car and they want the nice house and i've tried to sort of talk myself into that mindset and it's it's always been sort of a a, i've had to like beat myself over the head with it like oh these are the things you want trevor this will equal success and that it's never motivated me i for for better and worse I, i i'm not too attached to appearances um what does motivate me is freedom and choice and deep 
conversations and relationships and learning about the human condition. The more of that I can do, the the more fulfilling I find my life is. I don't care what kind of car I drive, frankly. I, I want it to work, but I don't care what it looks like. And um, again, for better or worse, I, I could probably pay more attention to appearances sometimes. But um, the big revelation was that like, I'm not motivated motivated by these things. I'm motivated by freedom. And then I started looking into ways that I can create that freedom. You know, with my brother's death, of course, you start dealing with all the other things, insurance and burial costs and, you know, what's going to happen with the job and income and like all these different things, you know, with his family and his girls. And I was like, I, I want, I don't want to worry about money anymore. I, I hate that his family has to worry about money. I hate that that even enters into the conversation. Like, why do we have this? And so I started looking into ways to create more freedom and choice for myself. And I found a new energy in my life in that because all of a sudden I've turned my focus from my vision board and my vision book and the Tesla and the dream house. And I was like, yeah, those things would be nice. But what I really want is just the freedom to choose to do what I want to do. And, um, how do you do that? And so I, I've been digging into personal finance and a little bit of philosophy and, and other things like that. So, um, it comes down to just intentionality like you spoke into and, uh, and like we said the other episode, trying things the hard way because work is its own reward in a lot of ways. I think I don't, I don't, I don't really believe in like the life hacking movement so much. I think that it's great that people are searching for ways to optimize, but a lot of times changing your own car battery or changing your car's oil, sometimes that can be just as rewarding as finding a way to shave 25 minutes off a task because mm -hmm. you know you want somebody else to do it for you so you can focus on a high leverage activity I, I i'm i'm finding a different approach to those things i'm 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 not so interested now in like optimization as i am in satisfaction so uh whatever that means uh at this at this moment in time is is it but uh just to sort of sum this up because i know we're running short on time here uh, a couple things that I found a lot of inspiration in during this journey, the cold shower thing was weird because it was like, <laughs> it was like a voice and this is going to sound weird, but it was like a voice came down into my head and told me I needed to start doing this. Cause I was having <laughs> a, a tough couple of days and I, I haven't been sleeping well. And, um, I, lo I looked in the mirror one day and I just saw this guy who looked just tired and depressed and haggard. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, I don't want to be around that guy. Why would anybody else want to be around that guy? And, Again, I was practicing not beating myself up for being in the process, but it was literally like a voice popped in my head and it said, Trevor, get in a shower, turn on as cold as possible right now. <laughs> and so I did. And it was kind of the exact thing I needed. And it sort of opened the gates to this philosophy, which is satisfaction over optimization, I guess you could sum it up as. Um, so anyway, the, the, the two things that sort of have been inspiring to me are number one, this keynote that Mr. Money Mustache gave. I've spoken about Mr. Money Mustache's blog on the podcast before. It's MrMoneyMustache.com. He is uh, a guy who retired at 30 years old, not because he had some inheritance or hit you know some great stock investment, but because he just lived on less than he earned. And he writes about not really the financial part of it and much more about like the philosophy part of it who you need to be as a person. And, and that's been inspiring to me. So this keynote that he gave at the world domination summit is how to retire early, get rich and save the world or something like that. And it's 26 minutes and it's awesome. 
And then from that, I sort of followed the dots to uh, this number that cur- that basically equals freedom, is financial freedom. And the number is essentially you multiply your annual living expenses by the number 25. And that number that you end up with is the number that you need, the amount of money you need to have invested in mutual funds, spinning off 8 to 10% every year in interest for you to be able to say, I am financially independent. And it's a lot less than people might think. So if you're, if your yearly expenses, if you are intentional and you're, and you're not spending, you know, on wasteful things that, that aren't bringing you happiness or satisfaction, you can get your spending down to a level and retire 20 years earlier. If you, as long as you let happiness and satisfaction be your guiding values. And so if you live on $25,000 a year, uh, that's six, I think if, if I did the math correctly, that's $625,000 in investments. Um, but you know, through the power of compound interest, you can get there. Uh, Mr. Money Mustache says in less than 11 years, if you learn to save aggressively and invest, uh, pretty much everything. So it's exciting to, to see how this is possible and how it aligns with this philosophy of, of trying things the hard way. You know, what's so, um, motivating and inspirational about this. I, I love this. this is one of my favorite things that you've discovered that you put in your document is it's so specific. Hmm. It's just, you know, there's the number, just do this math and there's a number, it's something to aim for, you know, and specificity is coming up huge on the podcast right now. Yeah, um, yeah, so thank you for, for sharing that. What do you feel like are your, since we're so short on time, what do you feel are like the big rock? What's next for you? Like the, the things that are going to be, you know, um, really important for you to focus on, even if it's not a doing necessarily, but Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, what's coming up for you in the next three months for, you know, this, this upcoming quarter. I'm glad you asked that because I have been really excited and felt really activated in a way that I haven't in a long time. And that is all thanks to this idea of letting uh, happiness and satisfaction be my guiding values and not efficiency or optimization. It's not that I'm opposed to those things. It's just that I find that so often they are not the reward that I'm seeking. And I'm, I'm really excited over the next quarter to sort of continue practicing this and being with this and expanding it in small ways in different directions to see, you know, where I'm willing to try things and learn new skills and do them and, and, and make them a part of my life. Like I, I would love to be a guy who could say, I know how to change my, my car's oil. Like I don't need, I'm not, I'm not reliant on a, an easy lube or something just to say, I know how my car works. Like that would feel great. Even though I bike to work most of the time. <laughs> um, so I, I think that the short answer is just over the next few months, uh, I'm going to let that really be a practice and a guide. It's like uh, trying things the hard way, trying things the hard way and seeing whether the happiness I get from that is worth it. And there are some things I may well decide are not worth it. Like changing my car's oil, probably not something I'm going to do on the regular. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm willing to pay somebody 25 bucks to do that. But just to say, I know how it works. I've done it. I've gotten oil in my hands. I think that would be kind of cool. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so that, and I would also say just from a doing perspective, increasing my income for sure. 
Um, I have a real opportunity to do that with voiceover. Uh, and I've been leaning into it, of course. Every time I, I lean into voiceover, it, it rewards me very nicely. And so I'm continuing to do that. Uh, and I'm also making a lot more time for reading because that is something that I enjoy probably more than almost anything else. I just love reading and unpacking and unspooling information about the human condition and history and philosophy. Like, I just love that shit. So I'm going to make time to really absorb new information and, and implement it in my life and separate the wheat from the chaff. And, uh, it's kind of a quiet, uh, <laughs> a quiet, more labor intensive life that I'm going to try on over these next few months. I think I love it. I love it. And honestly, you know, I think there's once again, <clears throat> some, some, some overlap because for me, you know, I have some, there's, you know, if anybody wants to go check out the document, there's, there are some, uh, doings like some, some mm -hmm. bullet points where I want to accomplish a certain thing by a certain date, but most of them under, underneath it is, well, in the career domain, for instance, underneath it is the why and the, the specific goals that I'm aiming for that we talked about in the Chelsea crisp episodes. Mm -hmm. And then with the rest of it, um, with work and, and, and the spirituality domain, it's all about this uh, awareness and finding what's, um, what resonates with me. And just knowing that this, for the, for me, this quarter is not about working on work. It's not about working on my career. It's not about working on being more spiritual. Now I'm starting to sound like JP Sears. It's not about working on being more spiritual. It's actually the work for me right now is about working on being intentional, working on being aware. And if, because every, whenever I do those things, everything else, as we've been saying over and over and over again, just falls into place. Yeah. Um, so I have these, you know, a few little guiding things here and there. Um, and it's not necessarily about being lazy. I'm not letting myself off the hook. Like, oh, I'm not going to declare anything and it's all going to be woo woo and fine. It's more about like not necessarily focusing on the declarations of, of doing this, but the declarations of being this. Mm -hmm. So we have, you and I are, 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 it's really funny. Like we're, we're, we're both experiencing similar, um, you know, it's like a Venn diagram. There's some overlap and there's some that isn't, but absolutely. Um, well, I want to end with this. If you could fast forward three months from this moment right now and have one major accomplishment that you could look back and say, I handled that, that is installed in my life, or that is a big checkbox that I got to mark off this quarter. What would that one thing be? Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna say two, because they're in sort of slightly different domains, and and I think that they are both absolutely accomplishable. One is assuming that I did in fact get this promotion. It will be a significant enough increase in my yearly salary that I I believe wholeheartedly that I could eliminate the entirety of my credit card debt by the end of this quarter. Wow. That'd be awesome. And then two would be to, because I felt I talked, I didn't talk about this on the podcast, but in my document, I talked about how I fell behind on the artist way when I went to New York. Um, so I didn't finish with the rest of the cluster, but to finish, to finally finish the complete the artist way by the end of the quarter. I think those mm -hmm. two things would be, would be huge. And, and, and the part of the reason why is because they, they include all of these other, there's a lot of other things that have to happen in order for th those to happen. And a lot of other things that get affected by those two things. Right. They're, um, they're like, they're like bottleneck goals almost like once they're mm -hmm. handled, everything else becomes sort of easier. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a really great. I love that bottleneck. That's a really great way to put it. Absolutely. Do you have one uh, that you're that you're sort of is your your big thing for the for the quarter? Or was that question just for me? <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally. I, I, I was thinking about it. Once I asked it, I was like, oh, shit, Trev, you're going like, to yeah, you're too. Gonna have to answer this too. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. From a being standpoint, uh, I'm still in process with my brother's death. And I think that there's really no going back. This was a huge, not to be so self-centered about it, but this was a huge leap forward for me just to sort of field something like this. And I, I don't think that I can go back to sort of mindlessly doing things anymore. I think that yeah. everything is now going to be infused with a sense of awareness and intentionality and uh, just sort of a sense of, of this, the fragility and sacredness of interactions with other human beings and how that's, that's what life is about. It's about other people. It's, that's, that's, that's what it is. Life is about other people. You want the answer, secret of life, the purpose of life, it's about other people. Um, that's my belief at this point, um, because people aren't going to be here forever. And so now is the time. Uh, and secondly, from a, a purely sort of material standpoint, uh, I also think that I'll be able to make some significant progress on my debt, uh, my credit card debt this quarter. And, uh, I have, a target account that I'm working on right now that I'm pretty sure will be eliminated, completely paid up in full, uh, well ahead of our next quarterly review episode. So I'm looking forward to really putting that, um, putting that one to bed and starting on the next one. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let's do it, man. Let's crush that together. Amen. (laughs) Let's, let's do it. So there are, obviously there's a lot we didn't, talk about in these in these documents that we also outlined uh that anybody can go uh into the membership and read about i mean not anybody our members can go into the membership and read about Uh, but we invite you to not only take a look at these and and share your thoughts uh, but also to create your own document it doesn't have to look like ours uh, or be as detailed or it can be far more detailed whatever works for you but the reason we do this is because we want to walk the walk of taking some time to be intentional about what we're doing rather than just sort of getting lost in the, the habitual flow and the responsiveness of a, a busy, you know, Western culture life that's sort of rooted in capitalism and consumerism. It's easy to kind of get lost in that flow. And we do this to return on a regular basis to ask ourselves, okay, what, why, and when? essentially. Yeah. So, uh, please join us inside the membership or on your own or wherever. Uh, we'd love to see your reviews and hear, uh, what's coming up for you and really just kind of sort of go through this, this life journey together. Cause it, it is about community. It is about people, you know, all boats rise with the tide. I think that does it for this episode. Yeah. Yes, yeah, sir. All Beautiful. Right. All right, guys. Me. I, uh, I, I just want to say I'm grateful for you. You beat me to it. I was going to say the same exact thing. Uh, I always end these episodes feeling such a profound sense of gratitude, not only for for you, AJ, your friendship and the ability to just, I know that when I'm with you, I can be myself uh, shamelessly and not be judged for it. And that is one of the greatest gifts a person can, can give somebody else. So thank you for mm-hmm. not only being that for me, but for showing me and uh, the community what that looks like. Mm. But also I want to thank our community for creating the space. Never once have I shared something like this on this podcast and gotten some sort of critical comment from somebody. I've never <laughs> felt, uh, like I was being unsafe or speaking into an unsafe space. Yeah. And, uh, I, 
I have goosebumps and a feeling in my stomach just saying that a little bit of tears come up. Uh, I want to thank our, our audience and our listeners for being that in the world because the world needs a lot more of that. And thank you for being that. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Yeah. Beautifully said, man. All right. Beautifully said. Thanks. Let's, let's end it on that. All right. Today's episode of Inside Acting was produced and hosted by me, Trevor Algott, and AJ Meyer. Jen Levin is our production coordinator. She's killing it, by the way. Thank you, Jen, for all your hard work lately. Gidala Gubrek is our marketing and web director. Deborah Smith is our community manager. And by the way, check her stuff out on Instagram. Deborah is also killing it. She's just booking acting gig after acting gig, and it's really exciting to follow her journey. So keep it up, Deb. Grace Gordon is our director of public relations, and Fern Lim designed our logo. Trevor Algott edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our episodes at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got a minute, please leave us a review on iTunes because that really helps us out a lot. Big thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and VO2Gogo.com. And a big thanks to you guys, our listeners, not just for everything that we said, but just for being you and going forward into the world and chasing your dreams. Pretty awesome. You can visit our website to subscribe to our weekly newsletter if you'd like, get links to everything we talked about in this episode. And also, if you'd like... You can support the continued production of this here show with either a one-time financial contribution or an ongoing contribution as part of our membership. This show would not exist without your support. So thank you so much to everybody who supports us on a monthly basis. Everybody who has sent in a one-time donation, it means more than you know. And if you are listening and you haven't done either of those yet and you're thinking you might like to, head over to InsideActing.net, click on the Contribute contribute i almost said contribute tab to learn more and to show us a little bit of love hey if as long as they're willing to give i don't care if they contribute or contribute (laughs) doesn't matter to me um that's it for episode 272 your q1 of 2017 review episode of inside acting thanks for listening we'll see you next week and in the meantime satisfaction over optimization optimization